word of God is light. It is life. It actively works. It is effective. It penetrates. It rejuvenates. Oh my, oh my. An encounter with God's word is life-changing. It is life-enhancing. You are listening to a podcast by Prophet Gomezio Shamin. Our bodies have a role to maintain our physical health. Rather, our, our body systems have a role to maintain our physical health. But then you see, our system, our body system has a limitation. It cannot catch all dimensions of man. Because man is spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. Unfortunately, our body system cannot necessarily touch all dimensions of man. While it's helping your physical being, there are arenas that also need to be helped. Your spiritual arena needs to be helped. Your mental and soul arena needs to be helped. Today, if you are worried about school fees, really, the system of your body will not help you in any way. Because it's an arena that it can't touch. Today, if you are broken because somebody spoke ill against you, that challenge cannot be sorted out by your body system. But then, we need to ask and find out something. How do we ensure that our spirit, soul, and body are maintained? What can we have access to to help us reach to a place where we are remaining standing? Remember, I would like to show you and say to you that it doesn't matter whether you had a new car. It doesn't matter whether you're a new believer. It doesn't matter whether you call yourself an ancient believer. You need the ministry of refreshment. Hallelujah. Now, refreshed, which you're talking about, I really want it. Now, how do I press into this, this, this refreshment? How do I enjoy the times of refreshment? Right, now, of course, the times of refreshment are accessible and available, but now, how can we access it? The first way, Peter said, be converted. Be converted simply means you must be born again. It simply means you must be born again. What does that mean? It simply means everyone that belongs to the family of God, everyone that accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, has a divine privilege to have access to the presence of the Lord. And it is from the presence of the Lord where we source our refreshment. So for you to have access to refreshment, you have to be born again. You have to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to 
belong to the family of God. It is then that you will have access to refreshment. It is then that you will have access to this great uh, presence of the Lord. Amen and amen. Now, remember, I've said you have access. But then it's, it's different. You see, when you, when you have access, it's quite different from you actually pressing into it. Okay? I can give you keys to my house. And I say, go there, open the door, enter the house, and make yourself some food. What will it help you if you have the keys, you're not entering the house and not doing anything. You're just standing outside the gate and you say, I'm hungry. How different will it make you from someone who doesn't have keys? This is to show you that there's a place where sometimes those who have access are not taking advantage of what they should be experiencing because they are not pressing into the realities of God's presence. And I'll tell you this. That is why you will see so many believers and you will see why the Bible will say believers are falling from faith. Why are they falling from faith when they should remain steadfast in faith? Why are they falling from faith when Jesus is saying, when I come back, will I find faith? It's because while others are having faith, the others obviously will withdraw from faith by not taking advantage of what really they have access to. (sighs) And I'll tell you this. It's good that the Bible actually showed us quite a number of people that were going through so many stuff. And it also shows us how they experience refreshment so that at least we can learn from them. Saints of God, we've come to a place where it doesn't matter who you are. If you don't experience the refreshment of God, sometimes you might be shocked. You might be shocked and you said, what? Deacon Samuel broke down. How? Why you always looked at him as someone who always exerted strength. But remember, it doesn't matter how strong you are, like I said. It doesn't matter how, what car you have. A time will come because of activity, because of moving in the rains, because of moving to certain places, your car will be dirty. Because of your activity on this realm of earth, there are times where you need refreshment. You will need refueling. And so the Bible shows us quite a number of people that needed this. Number one, we're going to look at the life of a man, a great prophet of God by the name of Elijah. When we talk about Elijah, that's a person that we actually get inspired with when it comes to miracles. What miracle did that man not do? The hand of God was really evident over his life. What things did he not achieve? The man caught fire from heaven. <laughs> the man, when there was a drought, prayed for rains. He, 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 he did so many great works. He made water part 
like that man when you want to be inspired you look at him and say i want to be like elijah but then you will notice when you study first kings chapter 19 verse 1 going forward you will notice that elijah ran away we'll go there a little bit later in first kings chapter number 19 the bible says elijah ran away now why did elijah run away the bible shows us that elijah ran away simply because there was a woman by the name of jezebel that sought to cut off his head why should elijah be scared of a jezebel honestly when he was dealing with 454 prophets why should he just be scared of one person Uh, from experience the man was doing so many things he dealt with the 450 prophets but then it seemed like things did not stop and then Jezebel said okay by this time tomorrow i'm coming full force and i'm going to deal with you what does elijah feel the man now feels it Heesh, this woman can fight i'm tired And that's how some of you are. Some of you have got no problem praying for your breakthrough. You've got no problem praying for certain things that affect your life. But the moment you see those same things coming back to your life again, you break down and you say I'm tired. No, not again like Elijah. What does Elijah do? The Bible tells us he runs away. And if we read from 1 Kings chapter number 19 let's start from verse 4 I want you to see what Elijah really did or how he was pushed 1 Kings chapter number 19 and verse 4 you can go there But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said it is enough now lord take my life for i am not better than my fathers This is where we first see a man of god try to commit suicide <laughs> apart from Jonah Yeah and both of them were prophets Jonah and Elijah The man is tired Why is he tired they are fighting him Yes there are times where you get tired because of fighting There are times you get tired of warfare But remember the Bible says when we faint on the day of adversary our strength is small not the enemy is big If our strength is small what do we need refreshment And this is where Elijah reached he went to the wilderness and he says Lord I'm tired And the problem is when you're breaking down your reasoning even begins to change No one ever told Elijah that he's not better than his fathers Why is he thinking like that Usually when you know your malfunction in your language changes You begin to say to yourself I'm not better than anyone. Me I'm just cursed. Me I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know. 
It's like the enemy just doesn't like me. Your language changes. That's a sign that you're malfunctioning. And that's what Elijah did. He began to say, Lord, me, I'm tired. I want to die. The, 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 at least the only good part is that <laughs> when he wanted to commit suicide, he wanted, he wanted God to kill him. He didn't look for doom or anything like that. In short, he came to God and said, take my life. I know it belongs to you, but take it away. Now, listen to this. Next verse. I must follow carefully. Afterwards, the man slept. And it says, then he lay and slept under a broom tree. Then suddenly, an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. This man is, this man is broken. He wants to die. Then suddenly an angel comes. Sir, arise and eat. I want to die. What do you want me to, why do you want me to eat? He says, arise and eat. Next verse. Then he looked and thereby his head was a cake baked on coals. Angels bake cakes. Wow. <laughs> Angels bake cakes. Sometimes they're called the cake factory. And a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Next verse. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. Saints of God, when things are tough, eat. Tell your neighbor, eat. Imagine as if it was not enough, an angel baked a cake for him. And says, Arise again. Eat. Then he says, Because the journey is too great for you. He tells him, Look, you have to eat. Because what lies ahead of you, there's greatness. This journey that you're going towards, there's greatness. You need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your body. Where you're going? Ah! They're great things. Next verse. And so he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Listen. (laughs) An angel begs for him a cake and tells him to eat. And when he tells him to eat, the Bible tells us that cake provides for him strength and nourishment for 40 days and 40 nights. Now notice it says, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God, what is now Elijah going to do at Horeb, the mountain of God? Because this man is in the wilderness. So it will take him 40 days and 40 nights to go to Horeb, the mountain of God. Is he going for an encounter? Ah. So there are times, yes. There are times indeed where you may be discouraged. And while you are discouraged, your neighbor will tell you, no, it's okay. I understand. Get prepared. We are going to Lifeless Church. Get prepared. We are going for a service today. Notice... <laughs> Elijah's solution was not the cake. 
Elijah is yet to find his solution at Horeb, the mountain of God. And then from verse 11, start from verse 11. Now God is speaking to Elijah. He says, then he said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, he's, he's talking to Elijah and he's telling him to stand before the mountain, which is Horeb. Stand before the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by. So you will notice that when Elijah goes to the mountain of God, which is Horeb, the Bible tells us God now visits. Where Elijah is, God now visits. Uh-huh. Then the Bible, ah, go back, go back, go back. Then the Bible says the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. And the Bible says, but the Lord was not in the wind. Mm. After the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Mm. Next verse. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Verse 13. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Now listen to this. God tells Elijah to go to the mountain of God. Now, while he reaches towards the mountain of God, the Bible tells us there are certain things that are happening. It tells us there is an earthquake that happens, yet the Lord is not in the earthquake. It tells us there is a wind that happens, yet the Lord, the Lord is not in a wind. There is a fire that is there, yet the Lord is not in a fire. Yet the Bible says there is a still voice, and that's where the Lord of the, the Lord of hosts is. Now listen to this. You will notice there are certain places where God will tell you and he will say, be here. When you get to that place, you have to be very, 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 very sensitive. When I say you have to be very, very, very sensitive, you really need to know what you are looking for. If you are broken, when you come to a place like this, don't look for healing. Look for the healer. Ah, ah, ah. If, if, if you come to a place like this, you are sad. Don't look for happiness. Look for the one that makes people happy. That's God. The joy of salvation. If you come to a place like this and you need deliverance, don't look for deliverance. Look for the deliverer. Why? Notice the Bible shows us that in the fire, God was not there. In the wind, God was not there. In the same way, that's why people, when they need happiness, when they need comfort, they will go towards alcohol. They might find their comfort, but God is not there. 
So what do you need? You, you, don't, you, you don't need that happiness. You don't need that peace. What you need is God. So when you come here, who do you look for? Not your neighbor. Not the one who's preaching in front of you. You need to look for God. It's God. Because your neighbor can say something, but God may not be there. <laughs> he may not be there. Someone around you can say something, but God may not be there. But as surely as you can find God, listen, as long as you find Him, know that you found your time of refreshment. The reason why people don't enjoy their times of refreshment is because they've been following signs, not the God of the signs. Whatever they see, they just want, oh, okay, okay, I, I, I'm told when I drink this, it will make me feel happy. I'm told when I smoke this, it will make me feel peaceful. I'm told when I do this and do that, yes, it's giving you elements of those things, but not a permanent solution. Your permanent solution is found in God. That's why when we offer and when he offers you the gift of salvation, salvation comes from the Greek word soteria, which is a heavenly package in, in, which involves health, which involves grace, which involves healing, which involves wealth, which involves everything. So when Elijah finally met God, the Bible tells us, that this man had an encounter with God and when he encountered God God even told him okay now I want you to go and anoint this one as a prophet and I want you to go and anoint this one as a king put him on assignment and the man was refreshed otherwise if people like Jehu would not have been anointed So if a great vessel like that needed refreshment, mm, then we all do need it. Hallelujah. Israel is another example of a people that needed refreshment. Ah, if it's Israel, ish, they went through things. The Bible tells us a time where Israel, the nation of God, the prince of God, has an encounter with one of their worst enemies, the Philistines. And while they have an encounter with the Philistines, the Philistines unveil a great enemy that really gets the Israelites so afraid. And this enemy was Goliath. When the enemy saw, when Israel saw Goliath, everyone said, we're not fighting this guy. I'm sorry, not in this world. <laughs> not ever. <laughs> I can't fight this man. And so the whole nation was just waiting, looking at Goliath. And for 40 days, the Bible tells us Goliath was insulting Israel, insulting their God, insulting their fathers. Useless. And Israel is just watching. Yes, Buana. Yes, yes, yes. But the moment they kept on receiving those insults, we see from scripture that they slowly got depressed and discouraged constantly. 
Yes, there are things in life. You will call yourself child of God, but there are things in life that stand up as noisemakers speak against you. They will say, Hey, my believer, Mona. Eh? Nothing is happening in your life. Mm? Dry. No progress. Look at your hair. Look at your shoes. You come but child of a king. Which king? Yes, they speak like that. And because you are so discouraged, you can only look and say, Yes, sir. Like how Israel looked at Goliath. But the Bible shows us there was a man that would have interactions. <laughs> a man who knew his God by the name of David. 17 years of age. He understood grace. He understood that the God he serves ah, is not small. And when he sees Goliath, he says, Goliath. Goliath, you are insulting my nation. Goliath, you are insulting my God. Wait. Let me show you. Let me show you who my God is. The Bible shows us that David, full of courage, went out against a man who was armored. Yet David just went with stones and sticks. And we know the story. Goliath was defeated. Israel was finally happy again. But guess what? That same David who defeated Goliath, the Bible shows us in the book of 1 Samuel that that same David who defeated Goliath was once distressed as well. That was later on. 1 Samuel chapter number 30 and verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man of his sons and his daughters. David was distressed. This is a man who had killed Goliath. A man who, a man who they looked up to, they had... When he killed Goliath, they were saying, Saul kills in his 1,000, David kills in his 10,000. These are pillars. But later on, the one who kills 10,000, the Bible tells us he was distressed. Downcast. Hello, Mr. David. You slayed giants. Should you be worried because people now want to stone you? Should you be worried because your, your, your nation is against you? David, greatly dis, distressed, grieved. In fact, if you read verses before this, you will notice that David and all these people, before they wanted to stone David, they were crying, all of them. Why did they cry? Because they stole their properties and their wives. They cried. David cried. My wife has gone. My people have gone. Their Israelites cried as well. 
Now all of you are crying then suddenly muliko malilo and then everyone turns on you and says iwe tuzakupati zapanga malilo ina ngomanje And David says we should be crying together I also need comfort I also need someone to speak to I'm also hurting Yes There are times where sometimes you one may get dis- distressed and you don't even have anyone to speak to. But we thank God for the family of in the family of God there should always be someone to speak to. But in this case David had no one to speak to. That's why the Bible tells us this. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Mm. Meaning David had access to refreshment. Everyone is crying. David had access to refreshment. How did he have access to refreshment? He pursued the Lord. And when he pursued the Lord, he met a God that is strong. And that God that is strong strengthened him. And when David was strengthened, the Bible says he went back to God and they went on a fast. And when he went on a fast, he asked God, "What should we do?" And the Lord says, "Rise up with your men. Pursue, overtake, recover everything that was stolen from you he got back to his feet he fell down but he was not ready to stay down what did he do he got back to his feet that's why we tell you failure is not falling down failure is staying down when you fall down get back to your feet clean yourself encourage yourself in the lord and keep moving you need refreshment So I said Number 1 the people that have access to refreshment are those that are born again But then it's just not enough for you to be born again The next thing you need to do is that you must be decided Go back to Acts 3 verse 19 Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Look at this. It talked about it talked about conversion, conversion. But the first thing it also says is repent. Repent simply means change your mind. Decide. That's what repentance means. Repentance means changing of your mindset. Making a U-turn. If you're going this side and you go that other side 180 degrees you have repented That's why in the Bible uh you will notice there's a scripture which talks about God repented from his anger Now someone would say oh who did he repent to it just simply means he changed his mind Amen and amen So you have to be decided You have to be decided to get to a place where even though i am down even though i am cast down when even though i am so discouraged i have to decide to get to the place where i can access my refreshment hosea chapter number 6 verse 3 give it to me in the niv hosea chapter number 6 verse 3 look at this 
It says, let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge Him. As surely as the sun rises, He will appear. I don't know how you respond to the word of God. Maybe let's start again. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge Him. As surely as the sun rises, He will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that waters the earth. Listen, it's talking about God coming to people as the, spring, as, as the winter rains. It's, it's talking about God coming over the people as rains. What do rains do? They bring refreshment. But remember, the Bible says, first of all, you need to acknowledge him. And then you need to press on. You need to press on. Press on to him. March towards him. Are you broken? That's not a time for you to sit outside. Or it's not a time for you to... to to say to yourself, let me sort out what I'm going through. No. God never told you to sort out what you're going through. He says, all those that are weary or heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. He said, come. And so this is what the Bible is showing us. It's showing us, let's learn to press. Press on to God. Follow him. Are you broken? Run to him go and cry to him I've always told you you will not find a time of refreshing when you post it on your whatsapp status what will whatsapp do? nothing what will facebook do? feeling sad with 99 others then what? They will just tell you, it is well, it is well. Take heart, take heart, take heart. And you'll be shocked in the midst of all those comments. God was not there. So what do you need to do? Press in. Look for God. What are you doing at that moment when you need fuel, when you need restoration, when you need rest, when you need refreshment? The Bible tells us to acknowledge Him and press on. That simply means it's not enough for you to have access, you have to go there. The Bible in Hebrews chapter number four tells us, Come boldly to the throne of grace. For there you will find help. You will find mercy and grace. So it tells you. It tells you to come. It's like a vehicle. <laughs> it's like a vehicle. No matter what brand you are. No matter how expensive you are. If you need fuel, the filling station will not follow you. You have to go there. We, if we don't care whether someone is driving BMW whether someone is driving Chigirigiri all of you need fuel 
Imagine someone is the Lamborghini has got no fuel and then there is the one with the chigirigiri. Oh, you even remove the car elbow outside and say, ah, ah, but Lamborghini at Shani. Mfuna tikutoi neni. Ah, sorry. I can't tell you. What am I saying? Many of us acknowledge in our lives that there are things that are going on which are so disturbing things that are going on where we are so discouraged but what are you doing about it you're not going to talk about it you're not going to just sit about it or just say i'm going to sort it out no run god if someone abusing you go and report them to god and say daddy daddy we want to daddy go there are you discouraged is is i don't know if you're getting me that's why the Bible, and, and then, you know, when, it, when, you, when we talk about going to God, it's not like it's a, a very long procedure that first of all, you have to offer a thousand offerings or whatsoever, or put on a prayer shower or do whatsoever. No, the Bible says the Lord is closer to the brokenhearted. So if you ran away from God, ran away from God a thousand steps, do you know what you need to do to get back to him? Just make one step because he's been following you all along. Just one step. He's close to the brokenhearted. Just make one step back to him and say, Lord, okay, Lord, deal with me here. Deal with me. While you are there, the Lord will begin to deal with you. He'll begin to refresh you. He'll begin to help you. In the ministry of refreshment like I said number one there is restoration Psalms 23 verse 3 this is David saying Lord you restore my soul before that you are saying the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he was busting and you are saying ah I don't lack in verse 3 then he begins to say Lord you restore my soul you restore my soul. That word restore is refresh. You restore my soul. Now you see, when it comes to restoration, there are, there are, there are two major things that happen when you're being restored. Number one, there's a repairing. And number two, there's a renovation. Think about it. There are times where there are certain aspects of us that are broken and discouraged. And we know, ah, here, no matter what medicine I drink, nothing will work. I need a repairing in my soul. There are some people who've been so wounded and damaged to the extent that they will say, I don't trust any human being. I don't trust any human being. I don't know what it will take, but I don't trust any human being. All men are the same. All men are dogs. All men are what? Shani, shani. What? You need restoration repairing how do have men become dogs your glasses are broken we understand that moment which you are experiencing is a moment where you've been disappointed yes you are not functioning in your normal capacity in your normal state but you need to understand the fact that you are able to say all men are dogs, it's not the dogs or the men that have a problem, it is you 
So what should you say? You go to the Lord and run to him and say, Father, I am seeing all men as dogs. I want to see them as believers. I want to see them as people. I don't want to see dogs. I'm not in the animal farm. Go and cry to him. And while you are there, he will begin to repair you. Ah, Dr. Jesus will say, Come, my daughter. Ah, come, my son. Don't worry, I am anointed to heal the brokenhearted. Let me deal with you now. I'm telling you. And you'll be so shocked. Some of you, if you who also struggle with forgiveness, you say, I can never forgive that person. Worse than the devil. What go away? Go and start saying, Go to God and say, I don't want to see people as Satan. Deal with me. Help me forgive. I'm telling you, there is nothing that God can fail to repair. There's nothing. When you, I'm telling you, when you come before the Lord, that's why Jesus says, if a man who is wicked is able to give bread to his own daughter, do you think I can give you I can fail to give you what you need. Do you think the father can fail to give you what you need? If a man is, if a, if a, if a, if a man who's wicked does not give the daughter stones when she asks for bread, a wicked man who's taking care of his own children, what more God who is holy, God? Who is all good? That's why the psalmist says, Restore my soul. The man reached to a place where he was disappointed. Listen, it was not the first time that, that time when I showed you he was distressed, it was not the only time David was distressed. You know how it felt like how David was experiencing a real life Tom and Jerry when Saul tried to kill him all the every time so would follow him i'll kill you i'll kill you i'll kill you i'll kill you another time david is playing the harp so whoo, throws a spear at david <laughs> that's tom and jerry and david would run everywhere now you see david had capacity to kill so but he said surely i cannot touch the lord's anointed so he would run away he would run away. So would come this side. He would run away. There was even a time he had to ask God, God, where I'm going to help people? Is, are they going to do me Judas and report me to Saul? And God says, they'll do you Judas. And he says, it is well, sir. <laughs> May you save them alone, Lord. <laughs> the man was distressed. Look at how he writes in the, in the Psalms. You are my hiding place. Why is he talking about hiding? Why is he talking about hiding? Eh? It might be good for those who the police are looking after. Lord, you are my hiding place. The man was distressed because of what was going on in his life. He had enemies, people rushing out against him. Saul was one of the people that gave David serious stress. But I thank God. He is the same person 
that when he complained about the land of the living, he said, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And he's the same person who says, Lord, you restore my soul. Somebody say, restore my soul. That's you saying, God, repair me. If you can decide to press into the Lord, demand for him to repair you, I'm telling you, things are going to change. Hey, Psalms 85 verse 6 said the ministry of re- re- refreshment does not only restore you but it also revives. This is David again. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Listen. <laughs> Why is he talking about the people rejoicing in God? It simply means the fact that the fact that he's not revived the people can't rejoice what is revival to revive is simply to make alive there are certain things in our lives that when we encounter them there are certain for lack of better terms there are certain things that if we're not careful they may die some people what has died in your life is hope you've got no hope for the future don't believe things are going to get better And because you don't believe things are going to get better, you can't rejoice in God. You can't even praise. When you come to the house of God, from, from intercession to the preaching of the word, you are seated. The only time you stand is when you're going out. Why? Because all people are saying, you are marvelous. Yeah, they are doing their dances. What kind of creature is this? What is there to be happy about? Why? Why are you in such a place? Because you are, you are not revived. Your hope in God died. Your faith nowhere. No trace. You don't believe good things can come from your family. When they tell you when a prophet or a man of God or even just anybody as a verse of the Lord comes and prophesies to you and says you, ah, things are going to get better for you. You'll be like, ah, I've heard that before. That's why you keep attacking men of God every year. At December, you want to attack a prophet that says it will be your year. The prophet told me to be a good year. Eh, where is he? We're going to stone him. You need revival before you stone him. Because your hope has died. Honestly, is it wrong whether I have not seen it or whether someone has not seen it? Is it wrong for someone to say, this year is going to be a good year? It's not wrong. Because even the Bible tells us when there's a casting down, we say there's a lifting up. So whether we if we say it's a good year, it's okay. But people need to reach to a place where they are revived again. Where they are made alive. Ezekiel 37 is actually a prophecy of people coming alive. It's a prophecy of me and you. Why? We were once dead. But through Christ Jesus we were made alive.
Listen, when something is alive, it has the capacity to increase. When something is alive, it has the capacity to progress. When something is alive, it has the capacity to prosper. That's why you need elements in your life to remain active and alive. You need your faith to be alive. You need your hope to be alive. You have to believe whether you failed that examination three or four times, you have to believe that I can do it again. I can do it again. You have to believe whether they chased you out of school because there were no school fees, whether there is no money from your mother, your, 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 your brothers, your sisters, and everyone around your family, you have to believe. You need to have hope and say, okay, they do not have, but I believe that my God in heaven will make a way for me. So what do you do? You go back to God and say, Lord, right now, it looks like there's no hope. The uncle that I was believing for, for a job, mm, no, we know, we know, son. But Lord, I know if I am connected to the most high, then I have the right connection. Revive me. The problem is that when you don't have, re- when you're not revived in certain areas of your life, certain things will begin to die. Like this one, they are rejoicing, died. Their praise died. Not only do you, do you see praise dying, you see prayer lives dying. Prayer lives. You fail to pray. Why? Because we do understand and acknowledge it's not easy to pray when things are tough. It's not easy. We know. We've been there before. You're broken and. <laughs> They tell you, someone tells you, pray about it. You can even be irritated. What do you mean, pray about it? I'm trying to pray. I don't know what to pray for. I remember a time when I was really hard hit. When I went to, when I went in the presence of God, I didn't say, "Dear Lord, O Maker of heaven and earth, Shakapanga, Mukuru Mukuru, Tatawabonse." No. When I went in the presence of the Lord, I started crying. How did I cry? It's between me and God. But I cried. I cried. And when the Lord saw that I'm crying, that's where my place of encounter began. I felt the presence of the Lord come in my room. And I felt the Lord come, 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 come. I felt the Lord embrace me and say, Come, my son, come. Come, my son. Yes, hold me. Come, my son. (laughs) And at that moment, when I felt the presence of the Lord, I cried even more. Cry. That's right. Thank you. What was he saying? He says, It's okay. What was he showing me? He was showing me it's okay to be vulnerable before me. Why is it okay for me, you to be vulnerable before me? Remember, you are the clay. I'm the potter. Just, 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 just present yourself. I'll fix you. You're not the potter. You are the clay. So if your hand is broken, go and cry to God. Go, go to him. Some of you don't want to do that. It's simple. Have an encounter with God. You are broken. You keep cutting yourself. So, what will you what will you get from cutting yourself apart from Dembo? Oh, nothing. 
But if you can make yourself vulnerable in the presence of God, cry. You will notice that in the presence of God, it's not just about you saying, Lord, you are great. It's not a one-sided relationship. Sometimes God, I've spent more than four hours before. Me not saying anything to God, but God is ministering to me. The problem is that we want to boast in what we can do for God or do to God. That's why we will come out and say, "In and of course, and there's not overnight. The I spent the whole night praying and declaring over God. If you don't have anyone that can pray for eight hours, don't date them. They've been telling you those things. Yet that same person, a time will come where that eight hours they will need it for God to repair them. I've had, the, I've had times where the Lord, I'm speaking and he says, shh, let me hold you. That's all. Have you ever been stopped from praying by God? No, it's because you want to make records, world records, for praying for, shani, shani. I prayed for more than 45 hours. And then that same one for saying, I prayed for more than, eight hours, every time you're always looking at your watch when praying, shaka taka 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 ah, 45 minutes, yeah, bah. you're going to pimp it foot, shaka da bada bada. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to show and invite someone to be real with God. Because God is so real. Allow him to revive you. Number three, rest is found in the ministry of refreshment. Exodus 33, verse 12. Exodus 33, verse 12. Let's look at what Moses says. Moses said unto the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. So Moses at this point is, is bothered. He's saying, no, you've told me, Lord, that I'm going to lead these people. But I want to know who's going to go with me. I need security. In short, you can tell that this guy is now getting tired. It's like you're giving me a heavy, Lord, you're giving me a heavy, heavy burden. Who's going to go with me? Then skip to verse 14. What the Lord replies in verse 14. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. It says God now assuring Moses. It says, don't worry, my presence is going to go with you and I'll give you rest. Now it's quite interesting when you look at the dynamics of the rest of God. Rest of God, when, when God is giving you rest, he doesn't necessarily exempt you from activity. Most of you, when you say you've rested, it's because you've slept at night, you're not doing anything. When you wake up, then you say, I've rested. But now notice, God is telling Moses that I will go with you and I will give you rest. It means you, you will be working, but there's still going to be rest. <laughs> experiencing, experiencing rest in activities. This is Moses. He was experiencing rest in activities. Some people think rest is all about, no, Lord, in Enfunos, I want to rest, meaning they should stop going, they should stop going to school and studying. Then they are resting. No, that's not how rest is. The Bible is showing us that the rest of God can cause you to go to school, study, go for work, do whatsoever. While you are doing that, you are in rest mode. 
That's why Matthew 28, sorry, Matthew 11 verse 28, Jesus says, come unto me, those who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Yeah, come to me, all those who are weary, burdened, and I'll give you rest. So the rest which comes from God does not mean you are not going to do anything, you are just going to stay in God and to just be quiet. No. God knows that the reason why you need rest is because of that activity or that thing that is going on. So when he's giving you rest, he gives you rest in the midst of that activity. So that even while you are doing it, you are still in a restful place. Go back to the same scripture. Next verse. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Notice he's saying, take my yoke. Is a yoke for resting. Yeah? Uh, many of you know what a yoke is. The things we put on cows. It's a yoke for resting. It's for working. Uh, Jesus is saying, come to me and I'll give you rest. Then I'll give you my yoke to work in rest. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> Listen. Then he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So rest is not exemption from activity. in the midst of that activity it's being calm in the midst of the storm sometimes when people want rest they want the storm away from them but when God is giving rest he makes you calm in the midst of the storm that's rest Many of you need rest in your life. You need rest with regards to the enemies you've been fighting. You need rest with regards to whatsoever has been troubling you. And only God can give it. Lastly, the refreshment of God brings renewal. It brings renewal. Isaiah chapter number 40 and verse 31. Isaiah chapter number 40. We can start from verse 28. The Bible says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? That God, the Lord, is everlasting, is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. This God, he will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. Next verse. He gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. Uh -huh. Even the youths grow tired. He is showing you that the strongest people in society, even them, they burn out. 
those who are considered to be the strength of the society he's saying these ones they also get tired have you noticed the ones who like saying my tired is tired is the youths <laughs> i'm telling you it's not the children it's not the grown it's the youths they'll tell you my tired is tired t for tired shiny for what and yes it's true because the bible says even the youths grow tired and weary and it says young men stumble and fall in short he's saying they need refreshment the next verse shows us this but those who wait on the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint this simply means when you engage in god having reached to a place where you were tired and you lost strength obviously as a youth you started with great strength obviously when starting that school you started with great enthusiasm you started with great hope great strength all together but along the way that strength depleted and you were tired you were drained you had no strength and you said to yourself i don't know how i'm gonna move forward and the lord says no problem i understand but what should you do come there are times of refreshing you need to come there are times of refreshing the bible says those that wait on the lord the bible says ah he's going to renew that strength he's going to renew it again he's going to renew it again and you're going to mount up on wings as eagles this time you're not going to complain that i'm tired let me sit down you say i am strong let me run i am strong let me press on that's why to you the bible says for the weak do not say i am weak it says let the weak say i am strong why you listen come therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need so it's telling you yeah we know we know things were not going well for you we know you stopped praying but if you want that help come boldly it means go with a step go to god and say lord i know i'm weak but i'm coming to you boldly i know you are my healer i know i'm downcast but i'm coming to you boldly i'm not going to run away i'm not going to hide my face no 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 the confidence confidence. and when you go there the bible says there 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 you will find mercy there 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 you will find grace you will find charismata empowerment that will cause you to win you will find that strength you will find that revival you will find that rest and when they look at you they will say surely this man has been with god surely this one has been with god surely that one has been with god they have encountered god saints of god i came to tell you we are in the times of refreshment where when you need fuel 
God your Abba Father. When you need rest, God your Jehovah. When you need that revival, that renewal, run back and say, Baba! Let's rise to our feet.